Hi, I'm Laura Valtorta. Welcome to my podcast, B is for Bisexual, Part 1 of Episode 12. This story, Screenplay, is close to my heart and also to my experience. Remember, writers, to get your work copyright registered because creative work gets stolen all the time. In this episode, Shauna, the writer, seems to know how to live life well. She can teach her new friend Kathy some stuff. And we'll see in the next episode how that all works out. Joining us in the reading are Marco, a computer scientist, and Dante, a musician. Don't forget to watch my films, including Bermuda and Disability, on channels such as Amazon Prime, Filmocracy, and Tubi. This collection of short stories, B is for Bisexual, is available on Kindle. A shout out to listeners in Nebraska, South Carolina, Alabama, Utah, and California. We appreciate you. On September 18th, I, be- I plan to begin a new podcast of short stories, Beach Encounters. These stories will involve horror, science fiction, and romance at the beach. But for now, here's part one of my short story, Screenplay. I really need a job, said Kathy. Can you hook me up with the manager? Shauna, who was waitressing Saturdays at the Pie House in North Hollywood, said yes right away. Then she brought Kathy into the kitchen to talk with Miguel. The tips are good here, Shauna told her. And then, because her shift was ending, and because Kathy looked sad and lonely, she said, Wanna go for a coffee across the street? Kathy had always struck her as a straightforward customer with her shaggy blonde hair, stern attitude, and flowery palazzo pants. She was lean like a surfer. Shauna, who had no time to work out, what with teaching and waitressing and writing, wished she could shed a few pounds. But Sunday was her only day off, and she spent that time working on her comedy screenplay about an evil middle school principal. It's only two o'clock, Kathy pointed out when Shauna complained about lack of outdoor exercise. I mean, we could take a bicycle ride today. I know an easy mountain bike trail in Hollywood Hills. You can borrow my boyfriend's bike, that shithead. I'm in, said Shauna. It was a beautiful October day and the sky was clear. No forest fires to be seen. She hopped into Kathy's boyfriend's car a gleaming white Tesla, and they drove down into Hollywood and then up and up into the hills. Where is your car? Kathy asked her. I don't have one. I take the rail and subway to work, said Shauna. I bought a house in Highland Park, a gorgeous bungalow, and two-thirds of my salary goes into paying the mortgage. I teach English to eighth graders. It takes me 45 minutes to get to the waitressing job. You're lucky, said Kathy, because you're free and you pay for yourself. I'm an actor out of work. My rich crater-faced boyfriend is about to kick me out of the house. This is his car. She stabbed her middle finger at the Tesla. He keeps it for the next girlfriend, whatever fish face he picks out from the latest audition.
Miguel will take good care of you, said Shauna. He'll put you on the schedule. He's a friend of mine. When they saw the house in the Hollywood Hills, Shauna surmised that it belonged to the crater-faced boyfriend. Cassie offered her a tour of the inside. It was an L-shaped ranch with a peaked roof and a red front door, stone accent walls, and many windows. Mid-century modern, with a gorgeous pool and back surrounded by cacti and wildflowers. The sight of it was stunning. Wow, too bad your friend is kicking you out, said Shauna. Uh, he's actually at work right now, said Kathy. His name is David Rosenberg. You'll be taking his bike. Shauna paused for a moment at the sound of Rosenberg's name, but she decided against crying out or asking questions until after the ride. Rosenberg was indeed a cheesehead. Shauna knew this firsthand. She jumped onto his blue rally. The bicycle ride led them up and up over a gravelly trail, past tall poplar trees, hawks wheeling in the sky, and an occasional stream. Nobody else was out cycling. Nobody else was around, which Shauna took as a vast relief from the usual Saturday crowds that sardined into the metro and then scarfed down Perry Berry Pie at the Pie House. She had been so focused on earning a living, paying for her house, and taking care of her students that she had forgotten about the wonderful Los Angeles weather and the sun in her face. I'm from northern New York, she told Kathy when they were resting on a bench at the top of the hill. Where are you from? Venice Beach, said Kathy. But I can still get taken for a ride by fellow Californians. Her face was bitter, her forehead scrunched up. He didn't want me to cut my hair. She pointed to the jagged cut that skimmed her chin and it accentuated her blue-green eyes. Shauna shook her head. I wouldn't change my hair for a man. She pointed to her haphazard, frizzy crown of hair. And nobody tells me to straighten it. Kathy smiled. I love your hair. Don't ever change it. Shauna drained the last drop of her coconut lacroix water. I need to tell you something. I know David Rosenberg. He stole my screenplay a few years back. Kathy stared without blinking, as though Shauna were some kind of incredible creep. A lot of people write screenplays around here. No, I'm serious. I wrote a book called Henrietta's Law about an overweight attorney, kind of modeled after my sister. Then I turned it into a screenplay. You remember the TV show Harry's Law? Yeah. Well, that was my stuff. David Rosenberg stole it. I didn't know enough to register the copyright before I sent it to my first agent. Wow. Did you take it to court? I did, with a recent law school graduate. But his lawyer got the case thrown out up front because I never registered the copyright. Cassie absorbed this notion for a moment, nodding her head. That does sound a lot like David. Has he really thrown you out of the house? Not yet, said Kathy. But I can see it coming. I'm his fourth living for the last three years. And then he blew up about my haircut when he got home at 1 a.m. Shauna narrowed her eyes. Well, hang on for a couple of days. Copy his documents when he's hard at work. Hack his hard drive. Take his house key to Walmart and get it copied. We can come up with a strategy. For the first time during the whole afternoon, Kathy smiled. They drove the Tesla to Highland Park. 
and Shauna showed Kathy her house, a celery green haven, with its living room crammed with bookshelves, two bedrooms, two baths, galley kitchen, smelly basement, and a smallish walked-in backyard. Dogs barked next door until Shauna threw them a couple of treats. Children screaming played on skateboards out front. The two women sat in the sun. This is my palace, said Shauna. My Mission Nuevo. I own this thing, a house near Los Angeles, and I'm only 26 years old. This is the life. This is my freedom. Working the two jobs is totally worth it. But you dream of becoming a screenwriter. Damn right, said Shauna. And the stuff I write is pretty good. But my name is Ricciarelli, Shauna Ricciarelli. And I'm tall and gangly with frizzy hair. Nobody's going to hire me to write. Kathy nodded her head. Yeah, being an actor with a tough attitude may also be impossible. I may have to quit. Well, look at Kristen Stewart. She had to get infected by vampires and crater a producer. Shana pulled out a notepad. Tell me everything about David Rosenberg. The story was long and boring. David was a serial monogamist, and nobody cared. Screwing every woman in sight was the way of life in Hollywood. He never wanted to get married. He was a player from St. Louis. After his initial success with Laundromat from Hell, it was easy for him to get other projects produced, including the series Crazy Doctor and then Harry's Law. Does he do his own writing? Shauna asked. I don't know. He doesn't talk about that with anybody but his manager, Sherman Lynch. Is Sherman Jewish? Of course, but get this, David's not. With a name like Rosenberg? He changed it from Jabari. He's Egyptian, which is really just the same DNA under a different label. Oh my God, said Shauna. How do you know this? I looked at his birth certificate. Shauna saw a window of light opening up. Copy that birth certificate and find out where he gets his pile of scripts and story Bibles. I imagine he steals everything from unsuspecting newbies like me. He's probably being sued a zillion times. I don't know, said Kathy. Maybe David is already too successful to beat. He's made the industry a lot of money. He gets investors for all his films. Investors, said Shauna, try to get some contact numbers. Let's find out who they are. They agreed to meet the following Saturday. Shauna set up the spare bedroom for Kathy for the day when she would get kicked out of David's house in the Hollywood Hills. Despite its small size, she was proud to show Kathy the setup. Sorry, my yoga mat and stationary bike are in here, she told Kathy. And this old TV for Namaste tapes. That's no problem, said Kathy. I can use them when you're at work. I like to stay in shape. You'll have to pay me $200 a week, Shana told her. And we'll put it in writing. I should be able to swing that much, said Kathy. I'm up for a tampon commercial. They said I looked like I was on the rag all the time. Ha! You can help me volunteer at the farmer's market on Thursday nights, South Pasadena. That's how we get half our food. More work. Oh, the farmer's market is just fun. Their whole lives were becoming more fun. During the rest of the afternoon at Shauna's house, they burned incense, chanted incantations, and they cast spells. Join us 
for part two of this story next Sunday.